Today is the yard side of the Arachayim HaKadosh. <clears throat> so just want to start off with something that he says. go through the whole Arachayim, but it's definitely Kedai to take a look <clears throat> where he speaks about this whole Maisa with the Bilam's donkey. Something which you never find anywhere else in the Torah, such a reaction. Um, you know, the donkey sees the Malach. Donkeys don't usually see Malach. But hard enough time for human beings to see the Malachim that are around us. One counters the Malach. <clears throat> why the donkey encounters the Malach and why three times and why it does the different things in each time, it's Kedai. You know, if we have three extra minutes afterwards, you go through it. It's a very, very Gishmaka piece in the Arachayim HaKadosh. But he, his Yesoid is that this whole thing was to break Bilam. Bilam represented everything bad. The Mishnah says in Perkei Avis, he had a Ruach Gavaya, which means he had a, he had a tremendous amount of Gaiva, he had a tremendous amount of Taiva, he had a Nefesh Rechava. <coughs> he had... He, Everything negative, everything bad that could happen to a person when it comes to midas, it comes to the structure of a person was Bilam. And this was coming to break him, <clears throat> to, to bring him down. And one of the ways was that the Malach finally, when the Malach reveals himself to Bilam, so the Malach says to him, Why is it that you're hitting your donkey three times? Alma, why are you doing this? And we all know the answer. What's the answer? Because he didn't know that there was a Malach. And that's what he says. <clears throat> Bilam says, Bilam I did the wrong thing. Because I didn't know that you were standing over here on the Derech. So the Malach is, he's asking him a question. We know that all of us could have answered the, could have answered the question because he didn't know. So the Arachayim HaKadosh says, again, we're just starting with a word from the Arachayim because it, <clears throat> it is his yard side today. Archaim says that the Malach wanted Bilam to say, I couldn't see, I, Bilam, was supposed to be this big Navi. I'm supposed to be this Navi, the greatest Navi that the Gaim have ever had. I couldn't see what my donkey could. That was the point. The point was to get him to say it, to speak it out. Once he would say it, people would hear it. It was an admission to say that I, with all of my Madregas and Navua, couldn't see what a simple... Couldn't see what a simple donkey could. Kiloya dati. He has to admit, I couldn't. I didn't know that you were here, even though my donkey did. <clears throat> That's the idea. So Taka wanted to focus on this pasuk for a few minutes. Um, the pasuk Vayomer Bilam. It's Perikhav Beis Pasuk Lamedalid. Vayomer Bilam El Malach Hashem. Bilam says to the Malach, Chatasi, I did the wrong thing. Because I didn't know that you were standing Lekrasi. And the Shalai asks Akasha, if he didn't know that there was a Malach, then he didn't do the wrong thing. Why is he saying Chatasi? I did a Chaita. By hitting the donkey, I did something wrong. Because I didn't know. If he knew, then it would have been a Chait. The fact that he didn't know wasn't a Chait. Maybe you could say that Chatasi is a Kalashan Saying, I didn't do anything really wrong. It was only a chait because I didn't know. It's not mashma like that here. Chatas is an admission of guilt. That's the kasha that the Shalah asks. And the Shalah gives a tremendous terence to this question. 
The Shalah says, there's no excuse not to know. When there are things happening that you see that somebody's telling you something, a donkey is, is talking and you're hitting it, something's happening that's out of the norm even before the donkey spoke. Rancham tells you not to go. And you know it's not the Ratz and Hashem to go. And finally you bother Hashem another Rancham says, go, but only on my terms. And Bilam goes not on Hashem's terms. Bilam goes because he wants to try to get away with it. It's brought down the reason he took people with him. Bilam took Shnei Na'arav. You know why? Because remember Taisa said in Psachim, on Dafdalad, that it's dangerous to go Yechidi, because if you go Yechidi, then the Mazikim could harm you. See, but Dafka brought people with him. So if Hashem sends Mazikim, he'll be able to outsmart the Mazikim. He was going, being smarter than the Rabbana Shalalim, trying to get away with it. So Bilam says, at this point I realize, Chatasi, I did a chait, Kilo Yadati. Not knowing, says the Shalai, is not always an excuse. Not knowing, in certain, certain times, you needed to know. You want to bring like a, a, a Simuchim to this. It's, a, it's not a Raya, but something... The Gemara in, 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 in Brachas, on Chavchez, Gemara is talking about the whole Maisa between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua. When Rabbi Gamliel spoke very sharply to Rabbi Yeshua and they removed him from being the Nasi, so after a while, he, he's reinstated in the job, he becomes the Nasi again, and he goes to visit Rabbi Yeshua. He goes to be Mephiasim. And he comes to Rabbi Yeshua's house, and Gamliel was a Nasi, he lived with a lot of wealth. Rabbi Yeshua was anything but that. Rabbi Yeshua was a blacksmith. He lived with tremendous poverty. There was soot all over the walls. He comes in and he sees the walls of Rabbi Yeshua's house. He says to him, uh, he says, He sees the walls, the base, the Meshachron, they black walls. He says, I see from the walls of your house that you're a blacksmith. Blacksmith wasn't the most refined. Let's put it. A blacksmith wasn't a, a refined jeweler. Okay, it was. There was dirt. There was soot. There was hard work. He says, "I didn't realize this." Rabbi Yeshua says to him, "Oila ladar, woe to the generation sheata parnasa that you're the leader of that generation." How could you not know what tamid chachamim have to go through just to be able to eke out a basic living? You know, we're talking about the G'day Le'adar in the Dar of Tanaim. But Rabbi Yeshua says there's no excuse. How could you be the leader of a Dar and not know? There's no excuse not to know. You have to make it your business to know. They're in Tsar. They're working hard just to be able to learn. Uh, it's so hard to make ends meet if a Parnas, if the, if the leader, the Rosh, the Rosh Hashiva, the, 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 the Parnas Adar, doesn't understand what they're going through in order to make ends There's not an excuse. You can't not know that. So chatasi, over here it's saying the same thing. Chatasi, says the Shalat, it's a chait. I did a chait. That I didn't realize I made myself oblivious. There were things that were staring me in the face. Something was different. All of a sudden it's crushing me. I, I, he was married to this donkey. You know, she didn't normally treat him like this. Crushing his leg and running away. And <clears throat> You've got to think maybe Rancham's telling you something. That itself, even though he didn't know. But not knowing is a chait. Chavetz Chaim says, Kimat the same Yisrael, Chavetz Chaim Allah Torah, says that a drop different. Chavetz Chaim makes a ha'ara that there's certain parshas in the Torah, whenever you get an aliyah, you see in the, in the Ksav of the Sefer Torah, there's psuchas and stumas. There's always like empty spaces in the middle of the lines. What's the point of the psuchas and stumas? It's to give you a revach leisbainan so that you pause a little bit and think about what just happened. And certain parshas don't have it, like parshas Vayetze, 
the entire parsha goes without any pause whatsoever, because it's the parsha of Golos, and in Golos we're overwhelmed and we don't have time to think. So the Chavetz Chaim makes a ha'ara that the whole parsha's Balak, this whole beginning, this whole episode with Bilam, there's no pauses. Says the Chavetz Chaim, you know why? Because he refused to think. He was a man with a mission, and this was his goal, and he was going to do it. He was either going to be very prestigious or make a lot of money, and he was afraid. What happens if I think and I catch myself? Rabbanshim's telling me not to do it. Rabbanshim's not in favor. He didn't allow himself. It's like a little kid who's hiding. It goes like, nobody could find me because it blocks his eyes and nobody could see. The only one that can't see is himself. And Bilam's afraid. He sees that the MS is coming in his direction. He's afraid. What's going to happen if I miss Bainan? He had high levels of, of, of Nevoah, Bilam. So Bidavka, he did. Lo Yadati was the Chait because he could have known. And he knew he could have known. But he made it his mission not to know. He made himself oblivious, threw himself into his mission, threw himself into his work, so that there wouldn't be a revach lez by I might have mentioned this, Lacey, I don't remember. But I once picked up one of these uh, Parsha leaflets at the Kaisal, which I always try to do. You never know what you're going to find in them. And I found a nugget from Rabbi Vadya Yosef. A beautiful, beautiful nugget. We describes, the, Bilam describes himself as Shesum Ha'ayin. Shesum Ha'ayin, one of the explanations is that he was blinded in one eye. He had a blind, he had a blind eye. So Rabavadya says like this. He says, if you ever go you look at an archer, or a, a person, a person's a, a sharpshooter, they close one eye and they, they aim and then they shoot. Why do they close one eye? What? Focus on the target. Focus on the target. Because if you look with both eyes, you have access to peripheral vision. When you close one eye, you lose peripheral vision, and you're completely focused on where you need to go. So Bilam says, listen, I've got to tell you who I am. I'm Shesuma Ayn. I hate the Yidin so much. The sinner was Mekalkelis, the Sashura, despite all of his prestige. He goes, he saddles his own donkey. Bilam is coming, he says, I'm, I'm, I have one eye. There's no peripheral vision. I'm looking to find their negative points. I'm looking to find their weak points. Shesuma Ayn, I'm completely focused on my target. Had Bilam not done this, had he looked with two eyes then you have to be blind not to see when you're looking with two eyes that the Rancham telling you something. But when a person's looking only with one eye and only focus, he has a myopic vision. On the one hand, you could focus on your target much better. But you lose everything else, all the other messages that are coming. Chatasi, he's saying, Chatasi, I did a chait. Kiloyodati, my chait was that I didn't allow myself to see the Emes when it was speaking to me. And this is something, before we go weiter at all, so many, so many times, when a person has a mission, a person has a goal, we're talking about goals that are outside of Torah, persons, if the goal is to make a living, if the goal is to have fun, if the goal is to get a gadget, the goal is to do whatever it is. So many times we become obsessed with the goal itself that we don't look at some of the ramifications that this goal might have. Is this consistent? Are there any other messages that are maybe telling me not to? Is there anything that I've learned before that are telling me that this might pull me completely away? Sometimes a person in a relationship, I could be so focused on my point of view that I'm not listening to the other simanim, to the other... Maybe there's another side to all of that, a relationship with a friend, a relationship with a spouse, a relationship with a child, a relationship with a parent. I'm so focused on me, I'm so focused on my point, on my nakuda, I don't see... And this is much the way Bilam did it. Bilam, he, the busyness that he got with his donkey talking at him and talking back... And I could bring him down. How did he do it? 
Bilam did it because he refused to allow himself to think. Chatasi kiloyadati. Sometimes a person has, you know, there are things, things that are important, things that I enjoy, <coughs> things that I feel that maybe, sometimes, you know, one of these many conversations, everybody knows in my role in Yeshiva's have conversations. Okay? But one of these, one of the very frequent conversations is, how should I be staying in Yeshiva? Should I be leaving? Is, is now the time? How much more? And there does come a point that a person needs to take a Christ for his life. But how important it is to do it with both eyes open, to keep the peripheral vision. Sometimes a guy gets so caught up with a certain cheshben, a certain chap that he has, or a certain agenda that he has, and now is the time and I've got to do it because sometimes it's with shidukim. A person's so lost in his particular train of thought, he's looking with one eye, and it's important to be focused. But to the exclusion of what else, what are the other ramifications? This is, this is where Bilam went wrong. He refused to allow himself to think, or perhaps he was only thinking and only focused with that one eye, only seeing that one thing. That's a very, very dangerous move for a person to do. That's one of the things that we learn from Bilam. Let's move on a drop as we and take a look at some of what Bilam says. <clears throat> so Bilam comes, he's trying to first, he's trying to curse Klai Yisrael, and he's looking with a singular vision to try to find their weak spots, their vulnerabilities. And he's going he's gonna to harp on that. And I'll say, you look at all his brachas, everything that he blessed them with, the etzim, he was, he was coming to hit them with that. He was, he was able to be mavchen, the core, exactly where things are at. And there's so much to learn from these different the brachas of Belem. But one of the ones to speak about, it, you know, we've like started Ben Azmanim like 15 times in Shayyash. And there's, a, there's another two weeks, Bez Hashem, to learn Mitzvah Yeshiva Sukkah for those who'll be around. And then uh, I'm sure the Rashiva will have, you know, there's always something going on. But Akopanam, it is the summer. And one of the minhagim of yeshiva guys in the summer is to wake up a little late, to wake up a little, and I'm not trying to take us away from anybody. But Lomaisa, let's look at, according to Bilam, was a navi of the Ummah Sa'ilam, with singular vision to try to, where's he going to hit us? And at the end of the day, he, he defines us. He describes us as a people, as what kind of a people. Let's take a look at this. And again, there's not... I'm going to give Musa. I'm, I'm schmoozing among friends. It's just us. We're all sitting around. Um, you know, let's... You know, let's see what he comes up with. There's a Misa, so just a quick Misa. So, one of the big Masmidim of, uh, among the Rosh Hashivas was Rabbi David Pavarsky. Rabbi David Pavarsky was a Rosh in Panavish many, many, many years. And he would come, he'd come to yeshiva. You know, Rav Yashiv got up 2.30, he also got up 2.30. Rav Yashiv learned at home, he learned in the yeshiva. So it was a maizah one time, it was already an older man, and I think he's 90s, and he's walking to yeshiva, walking to Panavish, hunched over a little bit, it's came out 3 in the morning, and somebody else was coming in the other direction, maybe on the way back from a chasana, or maybe he just finished learning, whatever he was doing. And he says, <laughs> it was a freezing, fr- frigid night. And he says, Rabbi, like it's, it's not even three in the morning. It's freezing cold. You're old. You're frail. So he says, you know, someone was just telling me this about 20 minutes ago. He says, who was it? It's a horror. <laughs> so he says, yeah, as soon as I got up, it's exactly the same nusach. You know, it's frigid. It's cold. You're 80 years old. You're 90 years old. You know, that's what they all tell me. Yeah, it's a horror, and now you. So, <laughs> it's a, yeah. So let's take a look. Bilam describes what kind of an am are we? Tremendous, tremendous. Uh, if I don't find the possible, just do. 
if somebody was here. In Perach Havdalar, Pasach Havdalar, I should remember that. He says, Hein Am, Klai Yisrael is the following type of a people. Hein Am Kalavi Yachum. There are people that get up like a lion, they rise like a lion. V'cha'ari Yisnasa, and rise up, also get up like a lion, a loving lion, and Ari, two different types of lion, male and female lion. What type of an am? We're defining Klai Yisrael. Hen am, they're an am kalavi yakum that gets up like a lion. When do they get up like lions? So Rashi says in the morning. It's referring to first thing in the morning. Kishahen oimdim mishinasam. When they get up from their sleep, shakras in the morning, hen mizgabram kari. They get up with an umph. They get up like a lion. They get up, get up with a roar. V'cha'ari. They get up lachta fesha mitzvahs. To grab the opportunity to do mitzvahs. Right away when they get up in the morning, they're overwhelmed with the opportunity that they have to do mitzvahs immediately. But you can do the mitzvahs later. What are you grabbing mitzvahs? It's such an opportunity. You say, Birkas HaShachar, Birkas is five brachas, and then 15 brachas, and then another one if you, if you have an Ashkenaz. Mekadosh Hashem Chabarabim is another bracha with Shem. There's brachas, there's opportunities, there's tefillin. I get to serve the Rabbanim, I get to connect to Rabbanim, I get to relate to Rabbanim Shalom. It's not just a Mila. Hen Am. This is a nation that gets up in the morning like lions. Yeah, let's make this diak. It's, it's, it's a defining statement. What do you mean? It's a good thing to do, it's an important thing to do, not to be lazy in bed. We people, we have missions, we have opportunities, we have things to do. Why is this defining who we are? Yeah, it's a lashon apasuk. Hen am. This is an am kalavi yakum. And he wanted to. He wanted to hurt that. He wanted to stop us from being that, because that changes being a yid when a person doesn't do this. In other words, being a yid. This is part of being am Hashem. Is you're somebody who gets up like a lion in the morning. When a person doesn't, I'm not saying you're not Jewish, but I'm not acting the way am Hashem acts. Because am Hashem. This is a nation who gets up like a lion. Bechari is nasa. Why is this so defining? Let's ask another question. There's a natural tendency to be lazy. We are, we're all people. We're human beings. People are lazy. Especially if I'm... If I don't necessarily have a reason to get up right away. I could sleep later. Why is this a... Why is this so defining? How do I overcome it? What do I do? I have a gravitational pull that pulls me into my bed. Some people will say, you know, why are you talking to me? I get up early in the morning. But let's at least understand why. But some people, I, I think, there's diff, different drachim to this. But for some of the oilam here in this room, I'm reading your biography. Okay? Let's say, but let's try to define, let's try to understand the dynamic. There's different ways to do it. I'd like to do it this way. There's a medrash. I saw something in a sefer that I just got a hold of yesterday. Your Roshiva lent me a sefer from Shmuzim um, from... And he said the following thing, and I, I feel like it's, it's, it's just it's an unbelievable statement and an unbelievable pshat in a medrash. It's a famous medrash. I'd like to say over the medrash, share this, and I think that this could answer the question. The medrash says like this, the medrash tanchum en vayelech. Eliyahu Navi says, I was walking along the road one day. Amar Eliyahu zachor latayv. Pam Achas, there was one time I was walking along the road and I found a person and the person was making fun of me. 
You know when people usually make fun is when they're insecure. And when they feel uncomfortable because you stand for what they know to be right. So I found this guy. He, he was malik. He was making things, taunting me. So instead of responding to his taunt, so I decided to go for the... I said to him, tell me something, Rabiat. What are you going to answer after 120 when they ask you why you weren't learning? He's making fun of Eliyahu. I mean, this is what he... He says, I have no problem. I'll say, I didn't have the kalim to learn. Bina vadas v'leiv I wasn't granted bina. I don't have understanding. I don't have a das. And I really have no interest. And then I see other people who do. They're cut out for it. I'm not cut out for it. I've tried. I've been there. So there. That's his response. Um, he says to him, say, Eliyahu he says to him, tell me, you tell me you don't have bina, you don't have das, you don't have leiv. What do you do for a living? He says, I'm a fisherman. I'm a hunter. I, I, I hunt fish. I hunt birds. He says, and how do you do it? What do you do? He says, well, I take ropes. I make the ropes. I take the ropes. I make them into nets. I take the nets, and I, I, that's how I do it. So he says to him, um, where do you get the Chachma for that? He says, it must be Minash They gave me the wisdom. So he says, and he goes into a lot of detail. He says, so to get the wisdom to be able to make nets, to make ropes, to make nets, to be able to catch that, to be able to, that they gave you das, and for this they didn't. Liknas Torah, lo nasna lecha bina. Says, ki karav elacha, davar ma'od. This is a madrash, we all know this madrash. He started to cry, he had a hero tshuva, he says, don't worry, you could go and learn, and he goes and he learns. So, Fred Rebchaim Yitzhak Kaplan, he says, I don't understand. What changed? There are people who have chachma for learning, and there are people who don't. Clearly this guy tried, otherwise he wouldn't be engaging in him. He tried and it didn't work. And over here, he's talking to the fisherman, to the hunter, and for that he was cut out. Different people have different aptitudes. Chaim Ejeravik has his aptitude test, right? They have the places taken. Them. Shows you what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you might be able to use, what you can't use, different skill sets. Why does he all of a sudden cry? He, he, he's, he's, he's telling him, I don't have the seichel for learning. He's saying that with pain. That's who he was making fun of Eliyahu He tried. It didn't work for him. And he says the following Yisait. We don't have time now to develop it, but this is the Yisait. He says, the Gemara says about the Rebbe Shalalam, the same one who gives life, gives the ability to exist in that life. Man chayi The same Rebbe Shalalam who gives you life, gives you mazani, gives you the sustenance to be able to... An animal. Animals have the food that they need. Human beings, whatever, they, anything that's a living, the Rebunsham gives that living thing the wherewithal to be able to live. So he says, but it's up to us to decide what life is. If I'm going to live my life as a cow, so Rebunsham will give me grass. If I'm going to live my life as a hunter or a fisherman, Rebunsham will give me what I need to be a hunter or a fisherman. But if I say to myself that the quality of my life, this is his Chiddush, which blew me away. <laughs> doesn't mean choose life over death. Choose what life? What to you is life? And if that's your choice, then you'll find Kalim that you never knew, and maybe you didn't have. But the Rebbe Shalom who gives you a life will give you the Kalim, will give you what you need in order to sustain yourself and maintain yourself living that life. 
This was the Chiddush he said to him. He said, you know why you're able to be a fisherman? You know all these? It's because you decided you're a fisherman. Decide you're going to become a Ben Taira. Decide you're going to become a part of Amashem, part of Amanivchor, the highest part, and that's going to be your life, not just a nice thing to do. If that's your life, you'll discover you have Kalim and you have abilities that you never dreamt, and not only you didn't dream, you didn't have them. A person has to make this decision, what is my life? What's at my core? Is my core learning Torah? Is my core being a Lamdan? Is my core what Bilam says, hey, I'm Kalavi Yaakum, I want to be somebody who avoid us, Hashem is the most exciting thing in my life? Then even if I'll pee my regular Teva, I'm so lazy I can't get out of bed. I can't, I can't get up. But if that's my life, then I'll get those Kalim to get up, even though I didn't realize that that was my life in the first. When that wasn't my life, I couldn't get up. But if that is my life, man de'yav, chayyav mezani. There's other ways to answer the question. But this is a derev. I think it's so important. You know, one of the things, if you want to see how much water is in a kettle, and you look at the kettle when it's on the flame and it's bubbling, it's very hard to see what's in. When the kettle comes off the fire, and it's not bubbling anymore, you could assess it more. Benazman could be a rude awakening time. The person says, while I'm in yeshiva, while I'm, while I'm part of the matzah, so things are, things are boiling. But when I'm not, if it's my life, it's something I don't take. It's something to do with Azmana, Bein Azmana. I'll tell you something I once heard from the Reb Tzvi Yaakov's father, it was very close to him. And there was a family that, that you know, the, the Stein family used to go away for Pesach, Benaz, for, for, for Pesach itself. They had a cousin or relative that had a hotel upstate. Is that what it was? Yes. <laughs> hotel upstate. Where they, they had a place where they used to go. And I remember it was one year, I think Rutsviyaka was, I don't know if he was still in the mirror, his brothers definitely were, from Arenstein and Paris. And there was a wed- I think it was a wedding, or but there was something around Shavuos time. And the question was whether to bring them in. And he felt that Al-Tzakara Satayv, they always took in the family every year for Pesach, he felt he should. And he asked Rupfaibel Khan, he said, but it's the middle of the Zman, they'll pull them out from the Zman. So Rupfaibel said to him, let's say they were in Eretz Yisrael during Bein Zman, and would you bring them back? I'm going to say, are they learning? He says, there's no such thing as a Zman. Learning Torah is, is Rupfaibel's not a Rosh Hashim, he's a Pesach. <laughs> but he... Learning Torah is learning Torah. If you hold that, that the Hakara Satayv, if you hold, takes precedence over something, okay, so who cares, because they call it Azman. I mean, Ahreis, the Chavru says, that's what the Mashgiach would say. There's a place that Kamara around, bring out, I want to bring out from, life is life. If, my, if Torah is life, if my Avodah Hashem is life, is life itself, then there's not much of a chiluk between the two. Okay, you have to, person obviously has to rejuvenate and, but you don't take a break from life. Let's say somebody's working, somebody gets an internship, somebody's working. But what am I doing when I'm not? What am I doing? There's always time when I'm not. So what's my default mode? Hen am kalavi yakum. Bilam over here is saying, he's telling us, Hen am kalavi yakum, and we're begging the island to go in with peripheral vision. Whatever else I'm doing. But let me focus on the full picture. Not just like Bilam that I'm focusing on my particular agenda right now. We always keep my, my eyes open to the full picture. Who am I? What am I? What's at the core of my chiyas? What, what am I? What am do I belong to? He says, You can't just get out of bed like a lion every morning. It, just, it doesn't work that way. is so. This is their life. Avodas Hashem is their life. Excitement to do mitzvahs is their life. Another opportunity, more of an opportunity. I get up early, I get to do it right away. 
right away I get an opportunity once again to be able to serve the Bayer every morning. Personally, if that is his life, the things that people who this is not their life can't do are things that are not only could a person do this, he can't not do it. Mubarak, everybody, all of us, we should continue to identify ourselves, to try to find out what is that Nakuda, what is our Chiyas, what gives us that Chiyas, what is our Chiyas. Once we make that commitment, the Rabbanshim will give us Kaychas that we never knew that we had. But the, the, the Iker, the main thing is not to fall into Bilam's trap of being a Shesum Ha'ayin, to keep our eye on the full picture, on the full goal, not to live a life that we have to say, Chatasi Kilayadati. But I knew, and boy did I know, I knew it so well. This is why I'm committing and dedicating and devoting myself to a beautiful Shabbos. I'm sorry.